What up, what up, what up? We are back with another edition of the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Chevalier Mortgage. Got a fun episode today, joined by Trey McBride, team DNVR athlete, superstar tight end for the CSU Rams, currently leads the FBS in receptions, receptions per game, top 15 in receiving yards, first Rams tight end ever to have three straight 100-yard games, and well on his way to becoming the first CSU Rams tight end to have a 1,000-yard season. He's just doing absurd stuff. It was great to catch up with him, you know, ask him about how the locker room was after that. I mean, ask him, you know, just, it was pretty gratifying, obviously. I mean, everybody, including people like me, were obviously really down on the Rams going into that game. Nobody's given them a shot as double-digit underdogs. And, you know, they came out and punched Toledo in the mouth. It was a big-time road win. Was it perfect? No. I mean, Trey McBride, he had a penalty in that game that took away a penalty, and I asked him about it. He owned up to it. You know, he was like, it was just a stupid mistake. That's the thing I really appreciate about Trey. I've had a couple of people, and I'm not taking shots. I've had a couple of people come at me on Twitter and be like, you know, you don't point out the the penalties that Trey's had this season. He's hurt the team in that regard. He knows it. He's admitted it. He's owned up to it. But I, I just don't understand the point of of ragging on a dude like Trey that has just, one, been the entire offense and two is about as perfect of a representative of this program as there gets. I mean, he's a member of the community. He bleeds green and gold. He's given everything to this program, and he plays his ass off. Like, I am I can live with some penalties of passion. Now, going low on a guy and taking away points, you can't do that, and he knows it. And, you know, he's like, it's not going to happen again. Anyways, just a really enjoyable interview with Trey. Always appreciate him giving us the time. He's just... He's just so tremendous to work with. This whole NLI stuff has been a real game changer. And it's been cool because it's allowed me to get to know him on a more personal level. And I've never doubted his talent, but just getting to know him on a, on a personal level has been a pretty rewarding experience. And it makes you want to see him have success. You know, I think all of CSU fans should be really rooting for this guy at this point. I mean, he's risking a lot by coming back to play for CSU. Obviously, he has a lot to gain too. You know, if he balls out and is a first-round pick, then he's going to look really smart for having come back. I just hope CSU fans really appreciate this guy while they can, because what he is doing right now is just insane. Yes, a one and two start, it's not ideal, but I mean, Richard Higgins in 2014, Capri in 2013, he's, he's that type of special right now. A tight end leads the FBS in catches, and we're almost through non-conference play. Like, he is just putting up insane numbers. But we will get to that interview in just a second. The CSU men's basketball schedule has been released in its entirety, so I wanted to just briefly kind of go through that. We've already talked about some of it because we knew most of the opponents, but we'll just go through it briefly, react. I have some info on some of those games. I've had some questions about why certain games are in certain locations and all that. We'll go through it all. Before we do, you you guys, it is stressful trying to buy a house right now. If you've attempted this process, you know exactly what I'm talking about, the housing market. It is crazy in Colorado, so let my friends Mike and Virginia Chevalier take the burden off this extremely difficult process. They are going to alleviate so much stress. They're going to take some of that worry off your plate. Chevalier Mortgage's ultimate goal is to take the stress out of buying and refinancing. They strive to give their borrowers options with their full financial picture in mind with the highest level of integrity, always putting their borrowers first. They are DNVR members, they are proud CSU alum, and they work nights, they work weekends to make sure their clients are getting the best loan for their situation. They actually have a fun perk for DNVR listeners. If you visit dnvrmortgage.com, you can enter to win a free DNVR shirt or hat of your choice. You're also going to get set up with a free consultation. 
That's dnvrmortgage.com. You can also call Mike directly at 970-412-2472. That's 970-412-2472. Tell him Justin from DNVR Rams sent you. Or again, you can always visit dnvrmortgage.com. Michael Chevalier, NMLS number 1931006. Virginia Chevalier, NMLS number 1910631. All right, all right, all right. Let's dive into it. CSU, they currently have 30 games on the schedule, which actually gives them room to add a game, depending on what happens. I mean, things are going pretty smoothly with college football right now. It's definitely a positive indicator. But, you know, something could get wonky with COVID. You never know. Somebody might be looking for a game. The Rams do have some flexibility down the line. I think it makes a lot of sense, given what they've scheduled uh, already. They obviously have a lot of big-time opponents. There's not really any benefit in adding another game that they could lose. And there's, it's not going to do much for their tournament resume to add, you know, a D2 team or they already have one NIA team on the schedule. Um, yeah, so I, I think it makes sense to kind of leave one game a, a open rather than just scheduling one for the sake of scheduling one. They're going to play nine home games in non-conference slate, six neutral site games, play as many as six NCAA tournament, three NIT teams from last year. They're going to open up against Adam State with an exhibition on Halloween. And then obviously the regular season opener is going to be against Oral Roberts, who made the Sweet 16 last year. They are led by Max Aismas. Uh, Aismas, excuse me, kind of struggled to pronounce his last name a little bit. Don't know why it's not a tough one. He's a baller, though. One of the best scorers in the country. Aismas versus Roddy and Stevens to open up the year is about as good as it gets. Moby Arena better be rocking. The whale better be lit that night. That's all I'm saying. This isn't your Larry U. Stacy schedule where you schedule a bunch of easy games and try and give yourself an easy shot at 20 wins for your bonus. This is the schedule of a team that wants to be taken seriously on a national level and believes in themselves competitively. I mean, you wouldn't schedule this way if you didn't think your team could handle it. I think it just shows a lot about the build of this roster and how much faith they put not only in their ability as basketball players, but their just ability to handle the moment because. Let's be real. There's legitimate expectations for CSU men's basketball for the first time in really quite some time. I mean, you'd have to go probably back to year one under you, Stacy. I mean, that NCAA tournament team, and even that season was kind of weird. They had a rough start, and they figured it out along the way. It's not that there weren't good teams. I mean, some of those teams with J.J. Avila and Stanton Kidd were really dominant. Gian Clavel had a great year, as a couple of years as well. But, I mean, this is a team that not only could legitimately make the NCAA tournament, I mean, they could be a weekend two team a sweet 16 type run potentially i don't want to hype them up too much obviously we got to see how it all plays out but on paper this team is just so stacked they have a ton of veterans they played together (laughs) i could not be more excited for basketball season but anyways they open up against adam state with an exhibition on halloween november 9th is the home opener against oral roberts time to be announced that is a tuesday uh, evening i'm guessing it'll be a 7 p.m game based on national tv but it wouldn't surprise me if they went with that one being the late night as well a couple days later arkansas pine bluff is going to come on the 12th followed by peru state on the 14th they are a small school out in nebraska naia program obviously a lot of jokes on twitter you know who the hell is that peru is not a state is this the bishop sycamore basketball program there's a lot of good ones um you know why are you scheduling a team like that and honestly it, it makes sense to me just give yourself an easy win Again, you're opening up against Oral Roberts. That's going to be tough. Then you give yourself a winnable game against Arkansas Pine Bluff. 
a winnable game here at home, you can't just schedule all heavy hitters because after that, you've got the Paradise Classic down in the Virgin Islands where you go against Bradley. It Depending on how that game plays out, you'll play Brown or Creighton. And then depending on how that goes out, you could face Northeastern, Duquesne, Southern Illinois, or CU. And CU conveniently using uh, the tournament as an as a opportunity to get out of a guarantee game. And, you know, Buzz fans can talk all the shit they want, but that is what happened. CU is ducking CSU in hoops this year. I, you know, all the Buffs fanboy writers have come at me, you know, Tad wouldn't do that. That is what happened. I'll say it to your face. Taddy, your daddy, is scared of CSU this year. You know, it is what it is. Again, there is absolutely no reason that these programs should not be playing every single year locally. It is the local basketball game that all of the casuals care about. It is a good NCAA tournament resume builder for both programs. Zero reason they shouldn't be playing. You know, Eustacey wanted them to play twice a year. He wanted to play a home and home. And you know Boyle wouldn't do that. But they're ducking CSU this year. They are ducking CSU. It is what it is. After the Virgin Islands, they come back and they've got a home game against Northern Colorado. That's deceptively a really tough game. That's going to be on November 27th. I like that UNC team. They've got shooters. They did a good job of adding some talent from the transfer portal. Don't sleep on the Bears. That, that's actually going to be a pretty tough game. After that, you've got Arkansas Little Rock, another quality mid-major opponent on December 1st at home. And then St. Mary's comes to town on December 4th. Really awesome game. Again, much like Oral Roberts, the whale needs to be rocking on that day. You know, at that point, unless CSU drastically changes things, football season should probably be over. Don't really expect the Rams to be a bowl team at this point. So, you know, put all of your emotion and all of your energy into hoops at that point. They're off for a week before they start playing some neutral site games. On December 11th, they'll play Mississippi State in Fort Worth, Texas. That game is part of the Hall of Fame Classic. Awesome opportunity against a a quality NIT opponent from last year. Just a really good game for exposure. I like that CSU is playing a couple of games in Texas. One, it's easy to get to Fort Worth. It's relatively affordable. But beyond that, this is a... It's a really fertile recruiting ground. I mean, CSU's had a ton of success in Texas of late. I like that they're playing some games out there. And a week later, they'll actually play another game in Fort Worth against Tulsa. That game was originally supposed to be at the Pepsi uh, Ball Arena. Excuse me, I keep trying to call it the Pepsi Center. I, I understand why they didn't want to play it there. That game against Kansas State absolutely sucked in 2016. There was no energy in the arena. It was largely empty. They were all set to play at the Budweiser Event Center which would have been awesome because I think CSU could have sold out the BEC for this game. And at the last second, the Tulsa coaches kind of backed out, which I don't know. I, I guess they have that right, but I think it's a little bit weak considering CSU was willing to come out to Oklahoma. It was in Oklahoma City for their neutral site game. I think it's a little weak. Again, the Rams are really good, so we're seeing teams duck them a little bit this year. Instead, you play in Texas. That's a little bit unfortunate because it's probably like a quad three game. You would like to at least have that at home because it's it's a game you could lose. They have some experience. They got Jariah Horn back from CU. He did the rare start at Tulsa, go to CU, come back to Tulsa move. <laughs> but I don't know. I, I think it's okay from a for, for a compromise. Like I said, Texas isn't a bad spot to have it. It's not going to be tough travel-wise. But it, it does suck that, that the home fans don't get an opportunity to watch that game, in person at least. I mean, obviously it'll be on TV, but the 
The uh, 2019 matchup was a triple overtime thriller, so hopefully it, it lives up to that as well. After the Tulsa game on the 18th, they will go to Alabama. That is going to be played in Birmingham. Awesome opportunity. I mean, Bama's a legitimate title contender. They have lost a couple of guys to injury, so we'll see kind of how that plays out, but they're just one of the more fun teams. That game could be played at an absurd pace. Both of these teams are definitely going to be solid in transition. They're going to be teams that want to score fast. I'm really interested to see how that plays out. I, I got to get down there for that game in Birmingham. Um, that's, that's what CSU will close out the non-con slate with. A week later, they open up at the pit at New Mexico. That's never easy. Then you got Air Force at home on January 4th, at Boise January 8th, Utah State on the 11th, at San Jose State on the 15th. Total bummer that San Jose State is not coming to town this year. It would have been awesome to get the Tim Miles reunion. It'll happen down the line, but that's, that's poor scheduling on the Mountain West part. They should have made sure that happened. Anyways, I'm not going to go game by game to the conference slate because we've already known these dates for a while, and I did that, God, what, like a month or two ago, so... You can Google it. You can go through it. I just kind of wanted to go through the non-conference slate and give you guys some inside information on why some of those games are being played on neutral sites and all that fun stuff. Um, But yeah, let's get to that interview with Trey McBride because I know that's what everybody is itching to hear. Before we do, it's been a great start to the NFL season. It's only getting better at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. DraftKings is giving another week of action by giving all new customers a can't-miss offer. They're not just hooking up the new customers either. This football season, all customers can swing big with DraftKings Same Game Parlay. Same Game Parlays allow you to combine multiple bets for a bigger payout. I hit one in that Broncos win over Jacksonville last weekend. This week, place a Same Game Parlay on any NFL game, and you are going to be credited up to $25 if your bet loses. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your cash when you want. So download the top-rated app now. Make sure you use the promo code DNVR when you sign up, and all new customers can get $150 in free bets instantly when they place a $1 bet on any football game. Again, use that code DNVR. Must be 21 or older, Colorado-only, new customers-only, restrictions to apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Of course, we also have to shout out our friends over at Solace Meds. They've got some September deals for you to absolutely take advantage of. They are the premier dispensary. They've got four convenient locations in Colorado, one in Fort Collins, one in Wheat Ridge, one off Broadway, and one just blocks away on East Colfax from the DMVR bar. All September long, you can get Can America gummies for 25% off. Strange tinctures are 20% off. Rockin' cartridges are 25% off. Glacier concentrates are 20% off as well. So whether you're into edibles, whether you're into concentrates, they have something on sale for you. On top of that, you get an additional 20% off your entire order when you use the code DNVR20, and they're going to hook you up with a free Solace Bar or King Cone. So you can go in there, for instance... Get some gummies for 25% that are already marked off 25%. Get another 20% off your entire order with the code DNVR20. And they're going to hook you up with the free Solace Bar or King Cone. You are completely missing out if you're not using Solace Meds. It is as simple as that. They will make your cannabis shopping experience a delight. Just head to their website, solacemeds.com. Order online and pick up at your convenience. And make sure you are using that code DNVR20. At Solace Meds. Word. Now that we have paid the bills, let's hop right on into that interview with Trey McBride. 
Team DNVR athlete, CSU superstar tight end. All right, joining me on the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Chevalier Mortgage, we've got Team DNVR athlete, CSU tight end, Trey McBride, coming off of a big-time win over Toledo. I mean, double-digit underdogs. You guys go in there and punch them in the mouth. They don't score a touchdown. I mean, what was the mood like in the locker room? Obviously, we saw some videos of you guys singing the fight song and stuff, but it had to feel pretty good after a rough start. Yeah, you know, guys were hungry, guys were excited, and guys were ready to go. Um, you know, I think Toledo kind of looked up, looked over us and thought we were kind of going to come in there and they were going to roll us up. And, you know, our guys were hungry, and we knew exactly what we were getting ourselves into. So we came ready to go, ready to play, and it showed on the field. I think it's really easy for the outside people. I mean, even people like me, I, I, I would put myself in this conversation to – get down, you know, after a slow start and, you know, look at, you say, you know, they lost to Vanderbilt, like the sky is falling. Was this kind of gratifying? I mean, I know you guys can't listen to the outside noise too much, but just to, to go on the road and to beat a quality team, it it probably to feel good to just be like, see, like we, we told you guys. Yeah, no, exactly. We, we knew all along, um, you know, I think Toledo is probably one of the best, I think it is the best team we've played all year. Um, yeah. which is kind of unfortunate. Uh, so it just kind of shows that each week we're getting better and better. Um, we've improved a ton from week one to week two and a, and a ton from week two to week three. So and there's still a lot of things that we can improve on. It wasn't, it wasn't a very pretty win, but a win's a win. So um, I'm excited to how this team responded, and I'm excited to see us uh, go in and play a really good Iowa team. You know, you're a guy that's – you've always been really honest when it comes to assessment of your play. You know, after that game, I was asking you, you know, it was your third straight 100-yard game, and, you know, you credited your teammates. You talked about you wanted to clean up some drops. One of the things I wanted to ask you about, though, was just you did get called for that personal foul on the low block that took away David Bailey's touchdown. What kind of happened there? Was it just a play moving fast, just go a little bit lower than you intended to? Like, I just kind of wanted to, to get your thoughts on that. Yeah, it was a dumb play on my uh, dumb mistake, something that um, won't happen again. Um you know, that's, that's not what you want. You don't want to take points. Points are hard to get. So when you take them off the board, it's really frustrating. And, and a guy like me, I can't be doing things like that. So it was just, uh, it was bad on my end. It was just a lazy, lazy play um, on my part and uh, something that I'll get fixed and won't happen again. But um, I'm just, I'm glad that David, you know, can can forgive me on that one. He says <laughs> he, ha- he played a well, a very good game. So. Uh, I was happy that, you know, I was able to block for him, but that's something that I'll get fixed for this this upcoming week. Well, it makes it, if it makes you feel better, David didn't seem too mad at you after the game. He was yeah. he had a lot of praise. In fact, he said, you have some of the softest hands that he's ever been around. He said, you're one of the most complete tight ends he's ever seen. You could play anywhere in the country, including Alabama right now. He seems like a really cool guy, like a good teammate. Like he's come in and, and just kind of, really plugged in nice. Sometimes you had transfers, they don't really fit in the locker room. Is he a guy that's kind of really meshing with everybody? Because it, it seems like it, at least from the outside. Yeah, he's a great guy, a guy that I've got along with since day one. He sits next to me in uh, team meetings because um, we kind of have an assigned seat and he's got a guy right next to me. So I've got to know him really well. He's real funny. He's He cracks me up in practice. He's always making me laugh. He's doing, you know, silly things, but he's a great competitor. He loves football and he's an excellent running back. So I'm I'm very glad that he came to CSU because he's a big asset to this football team. I asked him after that game, how are you feeling? Because he had 30 carries and he's like, you want to know what? I feel pretty good right now because of adrenaline. 
we just won. He's like, I'm going to be pretty sore a couple of days from now. How are you holding up? Because I mean, you're getting a ton of touches right now. You're really active in the run game. You, you, you still feeling okay. Or I mean, we starting to get to that point of the season where everything's starting to hurt a little bit. You know, I, that's how it is. You know, part of the game, you're going to be sore. You're going to have bumps and bruises, but um, there's, there's some things, obviously everyone's hurt. No one's ever going to go into a game feeling a hundred percent. So um, I feel great. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to go and I'll be, I'll be ready to play uh, Iowa. You know, you can give me 30 carries just like David. I'll be, I'll walk off the field feeling good. So I'm, I'm a guy who no matter what, what happens, I'll, I'll keep going. So um, there's gonna, it's going to take a lot to get me off the field. So. I know that's why the Ram fans love you, man. But <laughs> you got a really big game, obviously, coming up. Number five team in the country on the road. This is a really physical Iowa team. You know, I asked Adazio today, I was like, does it give you guys, does it allow you guys to kind of go into this game loose? Just knowing, you know, I mean, Iowa's 22 point favorites. Like everybody expects them to roll. Is it kind of nice just going in knowing like, hey, we can just play football and there's not a whole lot to lose. But he was like, you want to know what? Like, I get what you're saying. But we want to go in there with the mindset to win. You know, we're not going out there for moral victories. Is that the kind of the sense that you get from the locker room, especially after, you know, punching a Toledo team that maybe nobody thought you could beat? You know, we're not in it for moral victories. We want to beat this team. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you never want to go into a game expecting to lose. Um, you know, I think this is just a great opportunity for CSU and and for Rams, you know, to to believe in CSU. I think that what, an, what an opportunity. You get to play one of the best teams in the country and, you know, it happens every year that teams get upset. You know, these top 10 teams get upset by someone they shouldn't have lost to. So it's like, why not, why not CSU, you know? So that's kind of the way I'm looking at it is why, why not, why can't we go in there and beat Iowa at their home turf? Like I'm excited. They're a great team, great opportunity ahead of us. And I just, I'm excited to see how this team can, you know, build on this Toledo game and, and keep moving forward. Was this Toledo game kind of just scratching the surface or, I mean, was this what we what you guys expected, I guess, from the defense all along? I mean, you have so many veterans, and it, it just seemed like one of those games where everybody played well. Toby had a big game. Patch had a big game. Muhammad Kamara is all over the field. Uh, Daquan had 13 tackles. Like, it was as dominant of a defensive showing as I can remember in a long time. Yeah, no, I, I, we know how uh, successful and, and good this defense can be. It's just kind of, you know, putting everything together and, and building on it. I'm sure there's still a lot of things that they're frustrated about, things that they could have got done better. But this this defense in this Colorado State football team is very good, and I'm excited to, you know, have them continue to grow and, you know, fix those mistakes, have guys come back. And, you know, Taiwan didn't play. He's a, he's a good player on our defense. So guys like that who can come back. Jack Howell stepped up big time. You know, he, he had 10, awesome, 10 tackles. He? Yeah, he, he was a great player for us. So I'm excited to see those young guys step up into these big roles and, and, and produce. So it's, it's great to see how successful our defense can be and how big of a, you know, work, you know, how, how, how good they really are because it's awesome. Because we, we, I've been going against it all year, so it's fun to see it finally get shown. Where does that Toledo win kind of rank among some of the top CSU moments in your career? I mean... Unfortunately, I mean, not a ton of winning has happened, you know, in the last couple of years. But I mean, I think back like the Fresno State road game, you had a monster game. That was a, that was a big win where you guys kind of played really well. I mean, the border war, obviously, but that 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 seemed like one of the more gratifying moments. Yeah, you know, when you go into a team, you're two touchdown underdogs, you know, it's a, it's always good to, you know, win a game like that. So. Yeah. It's very cool. You know, no one, no one was expecting us to win. We go in there and we, we beat them by 15 points. So 
it was great, great to happen. And, you know, this is something that I'll remember for a long time is, is going into Ohio and, and winning that game because it was special and, and something that we weren't supposed to do and we, we got it done. Have you ever had a game where you produced as much as you <laughs> produced for the offense? I mean, 109 of 110 receiving yards is kind of a wild stat. Yeah, that is that is a little crazy, and uh, it was just a it was just a rough day for the offense in in, in general throwing wise. Um, you know, David ran the ball really well, but throwing wise, I, I just wasn't where we wanted to be. So that's something we're going to get corrected this week and, and get fixed. You know, um, there's a lot of little things that we're watching that guys should have had really big plays, and you know, either didn't run the right route or didn't go their full depth or things like that. So just focusing in on the details and getting that done this week will really open it up for guys like EJ, Ty McCullough, Dante. Hopefully he's back and we can get going with him again. And, you know, I'm excited to see how this team, uh, this offense especially uh, can bounce back after a, a tough day throwing the ball. That's all you can do, right? I mean, like... And and I will say that was a Toledo defense. Obviously, that was that was pretty stout. They they've got a lot of talent on them. And at the end of the day, I mean, it's it's tough to feel upset about it as as long as you guys came out on top. And the thing that stood out to me, I guess, was while Centeno probably wasn't his best passing game, and he's the kind of guy that would admit that himself. He was effective enough when it mattered. You know, he didn't turn the football over. He was scrambling. He was improvising. You know, creating first downs, getting you in the red zone. And like at the end of the day, as long as you're scoring points when the defense is playing the way they're playing, it was enough. Yeah, no, Todd, Todd's a competitor. He's a guy who will do anything to get the job done. You know, he may not have thrown the ball very well, but I can I can remember a couple times where third and long and he's converting on a, on he's running the ball up the middle. You know, I, I can he's a guy like that who, you know, if he's not getting it done with his arm, he'll he'll get it done with his feet kind of a thing. So he he made plays elsewhere and, and I'm you know, I'm happy with how he played. He's he's had a great season so far, and he's a competitor, a warrior, a guy that lays it all on the line. You know, throws his body out there for his guys. So it's it's awesome to play for a guy like that. I mean, I imagine the coaches probably would like him to slide a little bit more, but <laughs> as his teammate, that's got to fire you guys up when you see your quarterback. I mean, every time he runs the ball, he's trying to drop his shoulder on a linebacker. He's trying to push forward for a couple of yards. We saw in that first game, he had a QB sneak for like seven yards where he just keeps the legs churning. It seems like he's just one of those dudes that's relentless. Like, again, maybe not the, the purest pocket passer in the world, but a warrior and the kind of guy you probably would want to play hard for. Yeah, exactly. That's how I feel about him 100%. He's a guy who, you know, will do anything he can to, to you know, be successful and, and win football games. So that's kind of what he's done so far, and I'm, I'm very glad to be a part of his team. Before I let you go here, I don't want to take up too much of your time. I, I just wanted to talk about the t-shirt because obviously we finally got to drop it. I've been super stoked about it. The reaction has been really cool to see how stoked CSU fans were. What was that process kind of like? Just like working with Eric? Was it weird for you to, you know, be like the center of attention in that way? No, it was cool. I, th I thought it was neat. You know, um, I had a lot of people, my brother, Toby, really helped me with the design and what we kind of wanted to do. And, you know, it took a little longer than we thought it would take because, you know, they had to get it cleared through CSU and different things like that. But I'm really happy with the outcome and Eric did a great job with it. So it's, it's very special and something that, you know, I'm excited to see a lot of, you know, fans in the stands and canvas, you know, wearing the, wearing the Trey McBride t-shirt. I think it's going to be awesome. We got some other shirts coming out too, which is going to be cool. I don't want to, I don't want to spoil the the surprise, but we do have more, more stuff on the way. It's going to be really cool. We're going to have a 
an event, you know, with Trey where people can come out and check it all out. That's going to be cool as well. But I saw just like a lot of comments on Facebook and stuff, especially it seemed like from people from, you know, Fort Morgan or, or maybe just that you knew from your childhood being like, I saw somebody comment. They were like, I bought four. Like that's going yeah. to be pretty cool to see, you know, like your hometown back you. So just, and just be so committed to you. Yeah, no, it's awesome. My, my parents were saying that everybody they see, you know, around town at the grocery store, they're all talking about buying a shirt and getting them for their, you know, friends and kids and different things like that. So it's cool to have a whole community and, you know, with Fort Morgan behind you, uh, guys buying your t-shirt, people who, that, you know, personally, you know, wearing your t-shirt, I think it's very special to, uh, to have that effect on people and, and people support me from, you know, all over the state. And the last thing I just kind of want to ask you, how closely do you pay attention to the scores from, you know, rival schools and like the rest of the league? Is that something that you're aware of throughout the season or is it, or do you kind of just have to be kind of too locked in, you know, to like one week at a time? Oh, you know, we, I kind of watch it game to game week to week, but uh, at the same time I do check in on other games. I, I look at the stats of other teams and, you know, when we're in the hotel waiting for our game, we're, we're watching football, you know, different things like that. So I love watching football. I can sit there and watch college football all day long. So, and it's good to know, you know, I know a lot of players around the country that play for different teams. So it's cool to, you know, watch guys and, and see how they play or compare yourself to other tight ends and, you know, how, you know, other teams in our league look or teams we might play upcoming, you know, it's just, it's cool to watch other teams and, you know, see where you rank up against other players. So it's pretty neat. Did you know that you're the first tight end in CSU history to record three straight 100-yard games? I didn't know that, and uh, I think Kyle told me that the other day. It's pretty neat. Um, I'm very excited, very honored, and blessed. Um, you know, it's very cool. I talked to Joel the other day. Um, you know, he's excited for me. He's a guy that, you know, I've looked up to, watched him my whole career. Guy that, you know, everyone wanted to be like from Fort Morgan. So it's it's pretty cool to have a guy like that in my corner who's still supporting me and, you know, wanting me to break all his records now. Totally, man. I remember, you know, back in the day, now there's so many of like former Rams in the NFL. You know, you got Gallup and Shaq and all these dudes. Like there's quite a few of them. But I remember being a kid when like Joel Dreesen was basically the only prominent Ram in the NFL and like yeah. starting a Madden franchise. And like, I'd, I'd have to trade for him instantly. Yeah. I'm the Broncos. Like I got to get Joel on the team. <laughs> like it's just cool right. to kind of see how that relationship has progressed with you guys. Yeah. It's awesome. You know, he's a guy from Fort Morgan who, like I said, every, every single kid from Fort Morgan wanted to be just like him. It looked up to him, thought he was, you know, the coolest guy in the world. And, you know, so it's just cool to, you know, finally have that guy in my corner. And now, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, trying to break his records that he has going at CSU now. So it's pretty neat. It's definitely neat. Looking forward to seeing, you know, how you guys are able to compete. It's a, it's obviously an exciting opportunity either way. You get to play in one of the coolest environments in the country at the number five team, you know, a lot of nationalized big time moments, safe travels. Trey, thank you so much for, for taking some time and, like I said, I'm, I'm looking forward to doing more stuff with you throughout the season. Yeah, thanks, Justin. I appreciate it. And, uh, go Rams.
kid with the cuff khakis wearing graphic tees feeling way too trendy raps that kill oh i'm deadly primed and ready like machetes at a deli in new delhi feeling scummy like martin scarelli turn jam into jelly then drink it like juice but water's the truth so i sip on that too skinny looking kid with no car keys like the only thing i drive is rcrv's got the stash like steve harvey oh i'm gnarly